Ches, we'll do a review of yesterday's stuff. Get to today's, so have in mind, for Shalema, for Michal Aviva Bas Yudis, and Hadas uh, Bas Ranya, Amy Bas Vora, all else who need it, and uh, we'll start our review towards the bottom of the page on Tavla Medvav and Beis. We're talking about, um, even though there's a vow not to benefit, as far as teaching Torah to the person who made such a vow, not to benefit from him, you are allowed to do it, provided that it's not Mikra, which is Chumash. It's uh, the other parts of Torah you're allowed to teach. And the question is, what's the difference between Mikra, I mean, that's the same part of Torah as any other part of Torah, and why the distinction? That's a Gemara's question. And um, um, again, if you're benefiting him for teaching him Chumash, then teaching him Medrash is also giving him benefit. So Shmuel said that what we're talking about over here is not the benefit of the actual gaining knowledge, because that's mitzvah slav lahonos nitinu, and that's not considered a benefit in our sense. What we're talking about is dollars and cents kind of benefit, and uh, we're in a location where the custom in that location is that it's customary to take wages for teaching chomish, and um, not to take wages for teaching anything else. Okay. And uh, the Gemara says, that's interesting. Why is there a distinction that they would take wages in some places for Chumash and not for, and not for other things? So the answer is, is that uh, that's the idea, that yes, uh, even though, again, some people, there are some areas that don't take wages at all, whether for Chumash or anything else. Um, uh, but uh, even in the place where they do take wages, that's only for Mikra and not for Midrash. And the reason why Midrash is not allowed, it's based on a Pasuk. The Pasuk says that Hashem commanded Moshe at that time, saying, to teach you. And it says, I taught you Chukim Mishpatim, Kashat Sivani, which teaches us that just like I'm doing it for free, so too you, should, you too should do it for free. Um, and uh, that's the, the idea that you're not allowed to charge. If that's the case, why is Chumash allowed to charge money? So Rav says, you're not being paid to teach Chumash. Typically, when you're teaching Chumash, it's to grade school, young, younger students, and you're teaching that level, so much of what you're being paid for is um, taking care of them, other things, ancillary things, and that's what your wages are really allocated to, the, when they're misbehaving, not when they're behaving, okay? Um, that's where you're earning your money. Um, that's one pshat, that's Rav's pshat, Rav Yochanan says that it's because of the schar piece of the Amin, it's the uh, the cantillations, the the ta'ame mikra, and uh, we'll see in the Gemara that actually Rabbi Yechonah's opinion is is that that's not from the Torah, okay, um, and that's the difference, okay. Uh, since it's not from the Torah, so it works. Um, it uh, it's not uh, you're allowed to charge for that. That's basically what it is. So. Now, the question is, our mission says that you're not allowed to teach Chumash, so the question is, who are we talking about? If we're talking about, it says, if, you, if the reason why is because of, uh, you're allowed to charge for a piece of tamim, that makes sense why I'm not allowed to teach him, because I'm allowed to charge. But according to the opinion that I'm being paid for babysitting, basically, by teaching, so then he's an adult, why would there be any, you know, there is no... There's no shimor. Uh, all it is is teaching. So you should be allowed to teach because there's no no uh, benefit coming to you. So the Gemara says, you're right. We're not talking about an adult here. We're talking about a minor uh, where there is discipline uh, required. Um, if that's the case, so then what about in the 
Uh, next part, okay, it says that uh, you're allowed to teach his children. If he's a minor, there's no children. So the Gemara says, you're right, you've got to sort of fill it in. Um, and basically, not let him teach Mikra to a Katan if he's an adult. So then you would be allowed to, whether him or his children. Um, the idea being is that an adult, there's no um, entitlement to a remuneration. You're not allowed to be paid. And therefore, you're not benefiting him by not getting paid because he anyway wouldn't have to pay. And that's really, and the fact that he gained knowledge, like I said before, that's, that falls into the category of mitzvahs, lav lahanos the mitzvahs are not given for pleasure. That's not the kind of pleasure that we refer to when we talk about what's prohibited. And that's the idea. Okay, so the Gemara has a question, um, an interesting question. It talks about Allah that you're not allowed to teach children um, something new on Shabbos, even though they may go to class on Shabbos, but you're not allowed to teach them a new topic, something they have no, no exposure. If they learned it before, so that you can review it for the first time on Shabbos, but not, not brand new stuff. So, of course, if you're going to go with the Skarpisuk Tamim logic, so that's why you can't um, teach on, from the outside on Shabbos, because that's where you're teaching the cantillations, that's where you're earning your money, and you're allowed to earn money on Shabbos, I get it. But if it's Schar uh, Shimor, so then what's the difference between first time? You know, don't think that discipline's uh, harder when it's the first time for the Pasuk, or second time. It's the same discipline, and you're going to be paid for discipline, and it'll be Schar Shabbos in either case. So the Gemara says, no, 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 that's nothing to do with what's going on over here. Even if it's Chavizuk Ta'amim, um, still on Shabbos, uh, it shouldn't be prohibited if you know what you're doing. As we know that there's a major leniencies when it comes to earning wages on Shabbos. And as long as you're not doing Malach on Shabbos, but even though you're earning money on Shabbos, there's, some, there's a concept called Havla, that if it gets absorbed, and then it's uh, then it's then it's a different story. It's you know you're not being paid specifically for Shabbos, and that's re- really what it is. So therefore, uh, the bring down from Tosefta that uh, somebody hires a worker to let's say babysit, um, or uh, you know to guard the the cow or to guard the the, the seeds. Um, so you don't pay him for Shabbos, and therefore he's basically if he's doing it on Shabbos, he's like a shomer sacha, shomer chinam, and he's not responsible if something should happen. However, um, if uh, he's hired for the week, hired for the month, hired for the year, or hired for the seven-year system, so then you would be allowed to pay for Shabbos because it's included in everything. It's like a flat rate for the entire time, and he's responsible to do it all the time, including Shabbos and Yom Tov. So, you're, so therefore, he's basically a Shomer Sacher even on Shabbos, and therefore, if he loses the child, he's responsible. Okay, I'll give an example. That's not necessarily what we're talking about, the cow, imagine it. All right, anyway, I misplaced him. I don't know, he was here a minute ago. Okay, anyway. Um, so uh, the Gemara says, so what is the issue with teaching for the outside on Shabbos? Uh, so the answer is, is that um, a very interesting, fascinating concept that actually, typically, father, their fathers are available on Shabbos, and they want to spend time, just quality time with their children on Shabbos. And if they feel that their children is going to miss out on a new Pasuk that he didn't learn before, it's like, I have to send him, even though I would be liking to spend that time with my child, so he's going to push the kid to go to the rabbi, to the teacher, instead of spending the time with him. And uh, and that's where, but if it's for review, he's like, okay, I'll review later. At least he, you know, he got the puzzle for the first time. It's much harder to catch up 
um, if you never learned it, but uh, you know, then you're always trying to catch up. And if you learned the first time, it's just a matter of you. He'll review later, whatever it is. But this way, he's not the father. I mean, that's a big value to have the uh, to have the father-son bonding time on Chavez, and that's what that's about. Fascinating insight here in the little piece here in the Gemara. Now, uh, furthermore, there's another shot. Is that uh, it's because Shabbos there's uh, overeating going on. Um, you you have the Hashkama Kiddush, then you have the regular Kiddush, then you have the meal. <laughs> By the time you're done, uh, you're, you're, you're tired. It knocks you out. It's like a, puts you to sleep. So you're learning, the kid's going to learn a, try to learn a pasuk. He's not gonna, nothing's going to go in. So therefore, we specifically, and not only that, as Shmuel says, you know, when you, have, when you eat outside your norm, it brings the stomach problems and nothing is going to go in very well. So therefore, from the outset, when you need the most concentration, you got to do that during the week, not on Shabbos. Okay. Now, question is, why, what's the reason why they don't like the other side? In other words, Rav Yochanan says that but it is his wages for a piece of time. Why didn't he like that it was a schashim, or maybe it's for the babysitting? The answer is, is that because it's talking to both genders, and there's no discipline issues for girls. Um, I, I wonder if the girls' school here would uh, sure concur with that. <laughs> I'd be surprised. Okay, they might have a different view on this. Okay. Um, uh, what? <laughs> you know plenty about girls, right? It, there's no discipline issues. They're all they're all just you know angels. Um, anyway, okay. Speaking for myself, they're all angels. Okay. Um, you mostly girls. Mostly girls, right, right. Anyway, that's a story. There's no discipline for girls, and therefore it can't be the pshat. Now, says, what's the reason of uh, Rav, who only says it's schashim or not schar, um, schar pisuk tamim? It's because pisuk tamim is also doraisa. So the same, like it wouldn't be allowed to teach other parts of Torah for wages. Um, that would cover Pesach Tamim as well, because that's part of the Torah. And we brought down Rav Yikabar Oven in the name of Rav Hananel, in the name of Rav, that the Pasuk, when it says in the Chemiah, Vayikru B'Sefer Torah Zalakim Mefurosh, V'Shom Seichel V'Yavinu B'Mikrav, that's referring to the reading, referring to the Targum, referring to the Psukim, and referring to the Pesach Tamim. All that is part and parcel of the of what the of, of what what was given in Har Sinai, and we brought down um, uh, from Rav Yitzchak that uh, the Mikra Sofrim, how to read a verse, and the Itur Sofrim, which is like the uh, the crowns that the Sofrim provide in enhancing or way the way the Torah should be read, and the the, the verses that we the the words that we read but with, that are not written, or the verses that are written that we don't read. Um, that's all Allah that, that that was tra- transmitted from Moshe at Arsinai uh, for those things. Um, we explained that the Mikra Sofrim refers to like uh, with, like when it said Snacht in the Pasuk, instead of reading it as Eretz, we read it as Oretz. Or uh, the word Shamayim, it almost sounds like there's another letter after the, you know, uh, it's not just. Uh, Shamim, it's Shamayim or Mitzrayim, uh, so that uh, that that way of reading is part of the Mikra Sofrim, which again is handed down from Moshe Rabbeinu. Iter Sofrim is uh, the text that um, used extra words to sort of enhance the understanding of the text. 
Um, it says achar uh, tavoru. The word achar is sort of extra achar teilech, achar teosef. Afterwards, you could pass on. In other words, but that you could just say, but that's like an extra. It's called an itor uh, of sofrim. That's again halach l'mishmasin. And then we give a few examples of kri without a ksiv, and uh, uh, and a few examples of a ksiv without a kri. All of those are again, like we said, halach l'mishmasin. And uh, that is where we left off yesterday, which brings us to today's